Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Recruitment Flex podcast. I'm Shelly, and I have with me, of course, the man of the hour, Mr. Serge Boudreaux. Serge, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. I am doing fantastic. So um, I'm a little nervous because you should be. I think you're going. You yeah, should be. you're going to interview me this episode. So I this am. is your ID. It is not my ID. I'm not trying to. to you cannot just sell. no. Just sit tight, man. So when All I right. say the man of the hour, what I mean by that is um, Serge has agreed to allow me to interview him. And as you know, the Recruitment Flex is all about recruitment. So what a better opportunity than for me to interview Serge. So Serge, are you ready? I am ready. Are you? Okay. So I'm not really, but I'll (laughs) pretend I am. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. Put on a brave face. Put on a brave face. Yes. So I'm going to start with a question that really um, is not, this is not something you can ever ask somebody in an interview. Um, but something that I think I find extremely revealing and interesting about people. Um, Think back to being in elementary school. Who was your favorite teacher at school? And what did you learn from that person? Hmm. Does it have to be elementary? No, no, No. sorry. It does not have to be elementary, but teachers have a big impact on people, right? Yeah. Who was your favorite? So I got to admit, I was a horrible student. Um, my brain goes a thousand miles an hour and sitting at a desk was not something that worked really well for me. But I did graduate school and uh, went to college. Uh, but if I remember, uh, like there's one teacher that really changed my life. Um, his name was Mark Rock. And Mark Rock was my sales and marketing teacher and really gave me the drive to go into sales. Uh, and you know why? He was so passionate about sales and it really came true in how he taught. Um, and I, I ended up building a personal relationship with him that I still have to this date. Uh, the last time I went back home, I had breakfast and coffee with him and reminisce and talked about my career goals. Um, so I, I think I got to give a lot of credit to where my career went uh, because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it's funny because when I was in high school, I wanted to be a radio announcer. Um, then, oh. yeah, which is <laughs> it's well, kind of weird you are today. Oh my god! Yeah, well, exactly. Okay. Um, so I wanted to be a radio announcer, and I figured out there wasn't a lot of money to be made in it. Yeah. And then I saw the world of sales, and I saw the passion that Mark brought, but also the personal interest that he took in in all in in myself, but also in all his students. Wow. And that really uh, had a deep impact to me. And uh, I still remember one conversation that he had with me because um, he, and I still remember he said, "Serge, you have so much potential." But you you gotta focus on something. You gotta be um, you gotta be serious. And I was the class clown uh, all the time. That was just mm-hmm. me. Uh, but that really put in perspective. Okay, it's like maybe time to get serious. I'm now almost an adult, uh, and I need to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Uh, and he gave me that perspective. So. Mark, I know uh, if you, I, I know you've listened to this. I hope you're listening to this episode. Um, you had a really deep impact on my life. 
Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, it is, it's one of those experiences, um, <clears throat> people who dedicate their lives to teaching, um, these are the stories that make it all worth it for them because they do yeah. not do it for the money. So thank you for sharing that with no. us. Serge, are you ready for my next question? Yes, go. Okay. I, I want you to share with us um, what habit or behavior have you developed? Let's, and let's take this during COVID. And why is that habit now in your life? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's an interesting question because COVID forced a, a lot of things. Um, so being at home all the time, actually, I've quite enjoyed it. Um, as you know, I have very three very young kids. So the ability to spend a lot of time with them um, has really had an impact on me. So if, if I look at, okay, what habits, like there's, there's work habits and there's also family habits. And I think um, the biggest habit or the biggest thing that COVID has brought to me is the ability to spend way more quality time. And when I say quality time, it's focused time with my kids, uh, really dedicated time. Um, there's other habits that I've built up as far as when I wake up and, and like we started the podcast, so we can almost call that a, a habit during this time. But I think it's a renewed focus on what's important in, in my life. Uh, and what's important in my life is, is my family. Um, it's my tribe. It's, uh, so wow. being with them all the time and, and the ability to see my very young um, twin girls grow up and see my five-year-old just like blossom um, to a point, I think to me is, I guess you can call, I don't know if it's a habit, but it's, it's a more focused time and a more focused yeah. search. When wow. I'm with them, I'm completely focused on them. Wow. So I, okay. So you just melted everybody's heart. Are you happy? Jesus. Well, it's true. It's, it's true. Jesus. And I'm not Surge, trying to be mushy you know, here. No, I know you're not. You are just being Surge. And so thank you for that glimpse into uh, what makes your heart sing. And, and, you know, I know kids will do that to you. I know. Uh, let me tell you. Okay. So I'm going to get a little more serious here. Okay. My next question is kind of a little more business related. Sure. Um, and so I want to ask you, when you think about, because um, you just said you were the class clown. Yeah. I, I totally see that. And I also see the, the level of energy that you bring. So when you think about that, um, is there one topic that you would say you would never joke about? What is it? Well, I think there's more than one topic, but if we take a look at it and um, like, and like I, I've been very fortunate, uh, but also if you put in perspective, um, I've had to overcome my own challenges as far as where I grew up um, in, in a small, small town. Um, and I think that made me realize that different, there's different people everywhere. Um, so I, I never want to joke about someone's um, appearance in the sense, and when I say appearance, I mean who they are. Uh, in yeah. reality, I think when I grew up, um, I, I think I looked at it and uh, it was not uncommon for me to to joke about someone's appearance or someone's uh, even sexual orientation, like uh, at a small town coming up. And I learned that really quickly. And that's something I would never joke uh, 
at all. And I think everyone is their true intensity self in, in the way they are. And I think we have to celebrate that. So that might sound like a little bit, but no. I, I'm very cognizant of yeah. making sure that I never joke about something that someone can't control. Wow. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting because when people make jokes, whether it's directed at themselves or uh, trying to make light of someone else, there's always some truth in jest. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is very true. It's always a reflection of the person telling the joke. So, well, in, in reality, you get a point in perspective. People that put other people down on whatever case is, is really an insecurity in their end. And I think as you mature yeah. and you grow up, um, you, you start to learn that it's, it's not them, it's me. Uh, in yeah. reality, if I'm insecure and I feel the need to, demean them based on who they are how big well, a person demean. am i you know it's you're joking i know people think you're yeah, joking but, but like you're right yeah, i'm always, joking there's but... always a bit of a, a truth in jest in that you're at someone else's yeah, expense totally. so, and i and i can say firsthand um that is you i'll make I, fun I'm of there. you though but well, that's fine that's okay you're allowed <laughs> to you're allowed to um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about just, uh, maybe more lighthearted things. Okay. Um, I know you and I love tech, right? We yes. love technology. So, and we don't have to necessarily talk about recruitment tech, but you can, if you want. Um, okay. but I know that you have, uh, like I learned something new from you at least once a week about tech. So what new app or tech product um, have you fallen in love with recently? Oh, well, there, there's Don't many. <laughs> no, but I love TikTok. I love TikTok. Okay. Uh, okay. But I don't like TikTok. So, all right. I, okay. I'm not it doesn't do have TikTok. to be recruitment related, right? No, this no, no. Just I, like, what is it? But I actually do like TikTok, by the way. Oh, okay. uh, and I, I think, it's and it's not because of the dancing. There is actually, we've had a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Nice. Drink. Um, we've had a lot of fun with my oldest, uh, Mallory recording these TikTok videos, which we're horrible at. So I'm, uh, I've realized that I'm a bad dancer. I thought it was great, uh, but I'm not going <laughs> to Only when TikTok. you're drinking. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm a great Everybody's dancer. Everybody's a great when dancer when they're drinking. No, no, exactly. Well, everyone <laughs> thinks, um, so there's a couple things. So it's not really an app or, well, it's a tech, it's an app. So I love fantasy football. I love my NFL fantasy uh, app. So I could say that's one, but it's more related to, I love the fact of building out a team. And so I'll give you an example. So I've been in this fantasy football league for like three years, never played in fantasy, but then totally got addicted. Last year I was dominating the league, like killing it. Just like, so there's a trade deadline and I'm like, okay, I'm going all in. I'm going to try to get the best players and I'm going to trade my draft picks from next year because like how many times do you have a chance to win the league? So I traded all my draft picks, like literally all of them. And I ended up like losing and finishing fourth. So we had the draft this year and I had no draft picks. Like my team is like, it's like the bad news bears. Like um, I just picked <laughs> some players after on waivers that were horrible. So anyways, that's aside. I, and if I look at other tech that I've, I've fallen in love and I think I could talk about this one all night. Uh, I have become addicted to work technology in the sense that uh, it's not really work, but like just with 
lighting. I fully soundproof my basement, uh, so the sound quality is, is is better. Just trying to figure out better mics. Uh, so I think that's one of the things I've kind of recently been addicted to. I spend a lot of time researching, not a lot of time actually buying. I think I spend double the amount of time. But so those are a little bit like what outside cool. of cool. recruitment tech um, that I'm a big fan. If we're talking about recruitment tech. I just signed a contract with smart recruiters at my company. Wow. So, Congratulations. Uh, I'm a big fan of switching over to that ATS. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say that's one that I'm, uh, I've been implementing in. Uh, uh, this is, I think, the fourth or fifth ATS that I've implemented in companies I work for. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's becoming your signature. Yeah, I like it. Right? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's your fun. signature. Okay, I've got an easy question for you. Well, maybe not sure. so easy. Um, but it's a either or yeah. Serge, cheese or chocolate. Okay. I was going to say chocolate. <laughs> That's the first yeah. thing that came in my mind. Cause okay. I do love chocolate. Yes. Okay. But I forget that cheese is on pizza. Cheese is mm. on pretty much every food I love. Um, so I'm going to say cheese. Okay. All right then. So, um, I'm going to talk about work. Cool. You ready? Can you keep up? You can, you're the only person I know that could keep up to such a uh, random machine gun list of questions. But here's my next question. Give us a work example where the lesson you learned, you had to learn the hard way. Hmm. Well, let's, let's talk about, I think there's so many examples because one of the things that I've come to realize over the years is uh, I've made a lot of mistakes. Uh, but you know what? I've learned a lot from some of the mistakes. Uh, I've been fortunate. I've never been fired from a company. So there's never been a mistake that's been that grave that they're like, we need to get rid of Surge. Um, but I think what I learned the most, and I think I learned the hard way, is is how I manage people. Um, uh, I, I've always had the mentality is like, keep up or like get off the bus for a really long time but doing that with empathy as well like i I want to work with people that have passion in what they're doing and how they're driving but i think where i never realized when i was managing people earlier in my career that the the motivating or the drivers for different people are, are very different um and I, I remember one situation where I was managing someone that was having a really difficult time in a company I was working for, and, and I just kept applying pressure till one day she broke. Uh, she literally broke and, and really couldn't take it anymore. And it really, I had a frank conversation with her, and she really shared her, her feelings and her, her soul to me in some ways. Um, and I realized that that approach that I was taking, I wasn't actually driving the behavior that I was looking for. I was actually wow. being counterintuitive. So what I thought was needed to be successful was not what this person needed. Um, so I, I learned that. And I still make that mistake, to be completely honest with you. I I, I move at a fast pace most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that can cause some challenges when it comes to managing and people who work at different paces or have different motivation factors. So at least I'm aware now and there's still mm-hmm. something that I'm trying to resolve as, as a leader. Wow. Um, okay. So I think you just... Uh... You just want another halo in heaven because here's, here's search. Honestly, the greatest leaders are the ones that acknowledge 
that, um, that they're not perfect. Because if you don't even acknowledge what, what went well or what went wrong, you're completely ignorant. So, you know, so there's, I think we all do that. No, no, we do not. No, we do not. I think you can talk to nine out of 10 people and they will tell you horror stories of leaders that just continually um, kept on with it's my way or the highway. The fact that you, um, you experience that realize that that's not the most effective way to lead people. So, so thank you for being so honest and so candid about that. Are we actually going to air this? Cause I'm starting to get nervous. We're going to air this and people are going to be like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I'm kidding. Just keep on going. Oh, because I agreed to this. Yes. I, I agree. You did I, agree to this. You agreed to this. Yes, and you're, exactly. You, you, can, so, you can splice that out if you want. Okay, so no, no, I'm fully committing, fully committing okay, here. Okay, so keep on going. So, so, Serge, I have one last question for you, um, and I know um, this this may be something that I might be hitting you from the side with. So, but you know, when it comes to our work in our industry, that is talent acquisition and the recruitment industry, what scares you the most? Oof, yeah, I think there's a lot that scare me. And I think it's probably very similar to you. Uh, I think the biggest thing that scares me is there's a lot of great people that work in this industry. And there's a lot of um, just really just passionate, they, they care about it. But I think a lot of us are going to get blinded, um, are going to get blindsided by what's coming on the technology side. Um, there's a lot of roles if we don't adjust and really focus on the candid experience and the 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 hiring manager experience, um, a lot of it's going to be automated. And what I mean by automated, like let's take a look at the great majority of what recruit, and we talked about this during the webinar, um, the great majority of what people are doing is administrative tasks in, in HR because that's the only thing they really learn. Um, then you have new leaders coming into to the talent acquisition space, maybe coming from different industries or even growing up in the industry and realizing that you can automate a lot of this and be way more efficient. So I, I just want everyone to be aware of, and I'm going to shout out Katrina's book, uh, The Robot Proof Recruiter, because I think that it really demonstrates what is coming in the industry and how you can adjust uh, to be adaptable to the new reality. So it's all going to be about relationships. In reality, if you're not about the relationships, you're about the um, the process side of it or the admin side of it, um, you might be left out. So I, I think that is the scary thing for me that not a lot of people are realizing how dramatically uh, quick that is changing. And it's right now we're seeing this COVID accelerating that change across yeah. the board because unfortunately a lot of recruiters got laid off during this time. And now companies are realizing, hey, we can add a $10,000, $15,000 tech and replace two, three headcounts uh, for people that we, we might not need. So this is where the good recruiters are always going to be around. Do you agree? Like the, I, I think like good recruiters are always going to have a role, but the ones that are, are not focused on those elements, there's, it's going to be a tough sledding for them. Yeah. Do you know, and I think there's there's a very clear um, indication in the market when um, you know, and just thinking about our our session with the Alberta Human Resource um, Group today, or the Canadian Professional HR Alberta Chapter today. Um, yet, what was top of mind was yet these are all HR professionals, and top of mind was you know 
recruiters never get back to me or I never get feedback. Like, what do you make of that? Um, my response is really clear. Great recruiters would never, never leave you hanging. And so unfortunately, that's, I, I'm with you. I think those people who, um, who call themselves recruiters um, that really don't understand or they're not really functioning as an actual recruiter will and mm. and and they will find themselves um blindsided well i'm curious like photographers that are still using film you know yeah. versus well, digital right you know like that that took over the industry in a matter of five years right? well i take a look at it 10 years ago if you told a taxi cab driver that you're going to be completely disrupted and you're almost going to be out of exactly. business um, they they would mm -hmm. laugh at you, uh, and we've seen yep. what's happened to Uber. I think exactly the same thing is happening in education right now. I think that industry is ripe to be to be disrupted. Oh, um, yeah. Recruitment is 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 ripe to be disrupted as well, and a lot of companies are trying to do it. Uh, everyone has a new tool in in mm -hmm. HR or in, in recruitment technology, um, but it's it's coming. Someone is going to find that magic pill that really. Um, speedens up that or that accelerates that process you know i think it's already here i really yeah. do you know when we start looking at what um, smart recruiter has done um candidate id like some of the technologies that have been around for a few years like five or six years already in europe um they will one of them will catch fire and yeah well yeah, we're starting to see it like it, we are we are already seeing it so yeah. listen i don't want to end this on a uh, fear-mongering note um <laughs> i really don't because I, I i know that you know what scares me is the same thing that scares you um is just that our our whole purpose for the recruitment flex was to um, support the recruitment community and share our knowledge and so what can we do to help um, those that have dedicated their lives to being great in the talent acquisition community. And so it really does kind of bring full circle as to why we started the show and why we'll continue. So Serge, you know, you've been very brave, very brave. Thank you for enduring my, uh, my list so, of questions. So Shelly, yes. we're going to do this with you. And I think uh, the part of the goal of doing this is so people learn more about yes. us. We've We've like uh, we have a fair amount of loyal listeners that are mm -hmm. are listening in, which is like pretty humbling in the sense. It is, um, very but I humbling. want them to know a lot about you, Shelley, because there's there's some pretty unique and cool things about Shelley Billinghurst that the whole world doesn't know. So, well, uh, I, I have to admit, it's very hard to keep pace with you, Serge. I do not have two Guinness World Book of Records. Oh <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. You do know, you want me to tell you that story? No, no, you can't. You can't. No, I can't. Okay. No, you've got to leave that a mystery. So okay. leave that for a future episode. But um, let me let me close out this episode by saying thank you for trusting me and thank you for being so honest. And um, you know, yes, okay, I'm up next. You can come up with questions you want to ask me. And uh, this is a wrap for another episode of the. Well, let's before we wrap. Actually, what? let's just give a preview of episodes that are coming up. Um, oh, sorry. Okay, so jump the gun. CEO of Smart Recruiters, Jerome, uh, is right. going to be recording next week, and that's extremely exciting. We have a very special panel of very senior executive VPs of HR talking about the role of recruitment within the HR industry. 
Uh, so those are two very exciting. So we'll be releasing also our, basically our presentation that we did to, um, to the CPHR. Uh, Alberta chapter. The Alberta chapter. Mm -hmm. And also we have Bill Bannum, uh, who is the editor-in-chief of the HR Gazette, is the founder of Innovate Chat. Work. As, yeah. It, it, yeah, the HR host Chat of HR Chat. So, yeah. so that is all coming up. And I'm appearing on that show, and you're going to be appearing on that show soon too. So on that note, Awesome. Let's wrap it up. Thank you, Shelly. It's a wrap. Thank you, Serge. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.